You're listening to Gifted with Sheila White, a podcast that will inspire you. Its purpose is to uplift and entertain creatives to pursue their passions through their gifts. Sheila White is a film and television producer, author, and entrepreneur. And in each episode, Sheila talks with gifted individuals about their journey and the lessons they've learned. It will also inspire you to make an impact, living your best purpose-driven life with clarity. And now, here's your host, Sheila White. Good morning. Hey, happy afternoon. Good evening, wherever you are in the world today. I'm excited because we're in the studio today and we have an awesome guest with us on today. You know, this is African American Month. And so we want to say happy Black History Month to all of you out there that are celebrating this month. You don't have to be in the culture to be able to celebrate. It's just about having a mindset, a mindset to be able to celebrate people in their culture and every different culture that comes up, we want to celebrate you on today. So welcome to Gifted with Sheila White, where we talk to individuals that are using their gifts to impact the world. And today we have an exciting guest that is impacting the world. She's a heart centered messenger. She's not new to this. She's true to this. Mrs. K. Francis Munson is a native of Fayetteville, North Carolina, and she lived in Chicago, but she retired from the University of Illinois Hospital and Hospital Management after 30 years of service. A lot of young people can't keep a job for three years. This young lady has been at it for a number of years, and she moved back to North Carolina in 2003 and she's a member of the Abney Chapel SDA Church, and she's very active in the prison ministry. And we're going to just touch a little bit on that and some of the things she was doing there. And she also taught Sabbath school there and the community church outreach program where she was feeding and clothing the homeless at the center, as well as providing food for people in the parks and the street corners. I said she's a heart centered messenger and she lives what she preaches about. So wherever there was someone that needed help, she was there. She taught in the Fayetteville public school system for over 17 years, and she's a volunteering as a tutor in the educational program that teaches children reading and math. And she volunteers in a community-based health program that assists with the medical issues. And we know people got issues like Scott wrote issues. Okay. And so there's a lot of things that's going on in our world today. She also is an author of a book, a children's book called Prayer Answered in the Backyard, which was published in 2016. I just want to welcome our special guest to the show today. Welcome Miss Kay to the show. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be on this morning. Wow. I, I, and, and in Chicago here, the weather is getting a little bit better. I hope it's good there in North Carolina on this morning. Oh, yes. About 60 degrees. Sun is shining. It's a lovely day. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, I want to begin a little bit with your backstory, Miss Munson. Tell us a little bit about your family, um, you know, about your youth growing up. Did you grow in a big family, a small family? Tell us a little bit about your backstory. Okay. Well, actually, um, I was raised in Hickory, North Carolina, but I came here and was raised with my aunt at uh, with my aunt Olivia, who was a school teacher, mm. and so uh, I was. Uh, I am the oldest of twelve children. Oh, okay, big, okay, big family. Yes, okay. And okay. Um, we uh, were very um, unified. You know. Okay. Okay. Up, you know, there was many things that we did not have. We struggled like other families. Yes. But the Lord was 
good to us. So all, mm. all went well. Wow. And I was the first in my family to attend college at um, Shaw University in Raleigh, North Carolina. And then when I came to Chicago, after seven years of being out of school, I mm. went back and got my bachelor's degree at Chicago State University. Okay. A very great university. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. In Chicago. You know, I, I know that you, you said you're the, the oldest of 12 children. And I want to talk a little bit about your dad, um, who is a singer. Tell us a little bit about your dad for a moment. And is that the person that inspired you to sing? Because you're a singer as well. Yeah, absolutely. My dad was a famous singer. His name was William Franklin Horton. He was the lead singer of the original Silhouettes. And his song, Get a Job, went um, gold in 1957. Mm. And he was one of the first African-Americans to be on the Dick Clark show, American Bandstand, Ed Sullivan show, and Patti Page show. Oh, so, my. Um, he was uh, out there. He was national and internationally known. Yes. And see, we're celebrating, uh, like I said, um, African-American Black History Month. And so this is a person that we need to know about, an African-American that has was making a difference in the 50s and being one of the first to be able to trailblaze those shows. Because at that time, there wasn't that many blacks on television. I remember when people would see someone, they were like, somebody blacks on television. That's what my brothers and sisters used to say. And they would like, turn the TV on, turn the TV on, you know, uh, Diana Ross and the Supremes or someone like that. So um, is, is your dad the reason why you kind of got that little singing note or that you love singing? Well, I believe I believe it is. So uh, my grandmother did a little singing, but okay. my dad was outstanding. And I, I kind of like, you know, I always love singing. I've been singing since I was about eight years old. I've mm. done some concerts in Chicago and in and around North Carolina and in Michigan. OK. Yes. OK, because when and that I song. When the songbird hits you, it hits you. You know what I'm saying? Yes, <laughs> and you have to see. I, I remember little girls would say sometimes they would say they got a brush and they were just singing, singing as a little girl. And people say, shut up, stop singing. But it was if it's in you, it's in you. And as they say, your gift will make room for you and bring you before great men. Um, so your father was a singer back in the 50s and, he, and his music went gold. Um, and this is where you acquired your love for singing as well. Um, what are some of the challenges as you moved on in the years. Um, I know that you've had some health challenges and some other challenges that you've had. Um, talk a little bit about some of those, those challenges that you had as far as, um, you know, as you became an adult with health and other issues. Right. Um, I was born with uh, what you call a lazy vision. That's mm. you know, the eyes. And I had no idea I had that. So it was a challenge for me to actually, you know, when I was in school to see the board, you know, or to read things. And so uh, my aunt, you know, figured out, you know, you got to get those, get your eyes done. But I could never have surgery on my eyes. So mm. I still have that challenge today. But oh. it is it is not um, bad that I cannot see. Okay. I do that like 2020 with both visions, mm. with both eyes. So uh, the other thing was that I did suffer, you know, a heart attack and mm. COVID twice and wow. a stroke. Wow. But the Lord sent, you know, saw me through that, you know. So mm. I still was able to even with all that, you know, still work and, you know, and serve in my community. Now, when you say you had 
because uh, COVID was affected so many people around the world. This is a global situation. Um, did the stroke come after? I mean, did COVID come after having stroke or was this the, the, the stroke first, then COVID or COVID, then the stroke? Because a lot of times people that have had COVID, a lot of times they experience other illnesses after having COVID. So was those two related, do you think? It was related. I had the COVID first. I was in the hospital for almost five days. Mm. And the doctor told me the COVID had uh, affected my heart and my lungs. Oh, my. Like, <laughs> that was some serious stuff. So right mm. after COVID, I had um, the heart attack. Right after the heart mm. attack, I had the stroke. But it was all coming from the effect of having COVID because I had COVID twice. Then after I had the stroke, I had the COVID again. And that's because I was serving out in the community. You know, when you serve out in the community, you know, I'm not a person who's afraid to, you know, get close to people. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think because of my love for people Mm -hmm. and wanting to help them, I just figured like, you know, I still can do this. Mm. So that's the first time I got the COVID was being out among the people in the community, serving food in the parks and um, at the church organized area. Yeah. Wow. And that's really important, um, you know, taking care of your health. How did you overcome those challenges? Because the first time, you know, being a heart center message, like you said, you're not afraid of people. You love people. You're out there with people. You're working, you know, we were working in the prison system, you know, feeding people out in the parks. Um, you know, helping people, taking people to go get shots and different things like that, just really serving the community. How did you overcome those challenges? Because the first time you get sick, it's like, okay, you know, let me slow down. But then it happened again and again and again. So how did you overcome those challenges? What was the change that you did to be able to enjoy the health you have today? Well, the change is having a face of faith. Okay. Face. Okay. Uh, um, sincerity, being resilience in my faith and doing what the Lord told me to do, you Mm. know, this, and, and because of my love for people and because I I don't have that fear Mm -hmm. of being among people, that the challenge was not necessarily a challenge to me. It was overcoming the fear of okay. being around people. Wow. Wow. Now, when you said that is a huge thing, fear, because a lot of people will not serve people before COVID happened. And now after COVID, this post era after COVID and COVID is not really gone yet. It's still here. You know, it, it's just not maybe taking as many lives, but COVID is still here um, in, in a lot of places. But how, you said you overcame the fear of being out there and being um, able to interact with people again by your faith. Let's talk a little bit about what God means to you. God means everything mm-hmm. to me. Uh-huh. You know, I was taught even as a even as a child that you know you put God first in everything you do, and everything else would be, as the scriptures say, added mm-hmm. unto you. Mm-hmm. And your your belief is is your is your faith base. You know, putting him first is is what we have to do. I mean, you you cannot be fearful when yes, you have yes. God with you because mm-hmm. he protects you everywhere you go. Wow. Wow. And that is true, especially for days like we're in today, because so many people are searching and looking for answers. They're looking for hope uh, in this world of turmoil, change, complexity. 
overwhelming competition in a number of places around the world, wars going on and things like that. And I think it's important to to mention that faith is really important to get you through the day, just to get you through tests and trials that you have because there's so many different uh, tests and trials. And some people are they're just callous. They're just cold. They're not like you having a warm heart. Um, they don't have tissues for people's issues. You know what I'm saying? They're just like, let them be. It's me and mine. And so having a person that is caring like yourself in this world is is a refresh because we do need to be our brother's keeper. And today that we're in, which which brings me to a point where you're 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 serving people out in the community. You're you have a love for singing. Your dad was a uh, award winning um, soloist, so to speak, in the 50s. But you are also an author. <laughs> now, when did that desire come about as far as for writing? Well, it's very interesting that because I was writing um, children's stories for a while. And this book, which is called Prayer Answered in the Backyard, you see? Yes. Yep. yep. Um, I was at church and it was and I was head of the uh, Sabbath school department. And I usually assign people to do the stories. Okay. Well, Sabbath. The lady didn't come in, and, and so pastor says to me, well, Sister Munson, um, so-and-so's not here. Do you got a story for us? I'm like, Lord, give me a story. <laughs> I'm walking down the aisle. I'm like, Lord, please give me something to tell the people to tell my children. Mm-hmm. And he gave me, in the instant, prayer answered in the backyard. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm going for this. Mm-hmm. And when I began to tell the story, I had not even written a book yet. When I began oh. to tell the story, the people afterwards say, Sister Munson, where did you get that story? You know, can I can I buy it? Can I get it from you? Mm-hmm. I like to t- send it to my grandkids. I said, I haven't written a book yet. I haven't written a story yet. They said, what? I said, the Lord gave it to me. He, mm-hmm. They said, well, you need to write the story. So, and that happened like in, uh, that was in like 2003. And I'm like, what am I going to do? And then I'm still writing these other stories. So around 20, it took me quite a while. Mm-hmm. So in 2015, I published the story and I published the book, Prayer Answered in the Backyard. Wow. And um, you can get it on Amazon, uh, at Barnes & Noble. Mm-hmm. And it's a very good book. I enjoyed it myself. I have a copy of the book, Prayer Answered in the Backyard. And uh, it's a great children's book to read to your children any time of day, whether it's a nighttime story or a daytime story in libraries uh, to be able to read wherever um, you have children in daycares uh, centers. It's a very inspirational book, a very easy read. And the illustrations in the book are very beautiful. Uh, they're very beautiful as well. And there is such a great plot to the end of the story. You know, it's a great plot to the end of the story. And uh, it's amazing that that just kind of came to you like that. It's That was inspiration. <laughs> that's inspiration there because... I said it was like, the Holy Spirit that gave it to me. <laughs> wow. And that's true. It is really, it's a really good, great read. And like I said, I really enjoyed it. What would you say are the keys to reach uh, the youth today? This book touched lives a lot of children's lives and adult lives, as you were mentioning. But what would you say are one of the keys to reach our youth? Because we have the millennial generation, you know, we're the baby boomers, but we have the Gen X and all of these other generations that came after the baby boomers, so to speak. And they're all different. You know, you've got people that are at the office in boots 
and sandals and flip-flops and, <laughs> and heels, all of these generations together. And we're trying to communicate to them a message and just to be able to communicate. What would you say would be some of the things to be able to reach these generations? Because your book did touch some lives. Yes, I would think number one is that you have to be confident in yourself mm -hmm. and also pass that confidence on to others, especially our children today, because yeah. they're so caught up in TV and cell phones and video games. And as, as, as a parent, I know I used to take things from my son. Okay, no, we got to do the homework first and yeah. then TV. And, yeah. you know, and then, you know, and, and then uh, um, adjust that time frame that you can spend more time, quality time with your children. Right. It is right. so important that parents are not doing that today. They're mm -hmm. so busy doing other things and they're not taking in consideration the child that's going to mm -hmm. grow up one day to be an adult and be responsible. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. take that important time with your children. Which is which is valuable. You can't get that time back. That's that, that's very important to say that. And like now there's uh, parents are outsourcing their children to their tablets, to their to cell phones. They'll give them the phone at age one and let them just play with it. So they're outsourcing their children to these different devices. And the children are growing up in a world of not knowing how to communicate. And that's why I thought I think that's very important to be able to get back to the basics. You know. Right. And, and one other thing I like to say is that um, parents are spending so much time for themselves. Uh, mm. They have forgotten the groundwork that their parents actually laid for them. Mm. You know, wow. And we look at our ancestries and you look at our history, how those people came up. You mm. know, I think they need to start reading more about black since we black history. They need to. Yeah. Uh, read and study more about Black history, how hard it was for them. Everything mm -hmm. now is so modern, yeah. you know, and, and you don't really have to work as hard as, you know, they did, you know, picking mm -hmm. cotton and, mm -hmm. and when the, you know, and, and doing the tobacco and all that yeah. kind of stuff, plowing mm -hmm. the fields. Mm -hmm. They had no idea. Well, one thing that I love about uh, history is that I could go back and I, I can look at those things and I'm like, oh, Lord, look where you bought me today. Yeah, you know, yes. it's, it's it's amazing how far our people have come, That's and these right. are the things we need to instill. And don't let our children forget their heritage and to know about that. And that's true. And that's as we celebrate this month. That's really important to to remember because um, because it's not being taught in the school system from the reality standpoint. I mean, they're just talking about slavery, but there's a lot of great things that have happened. You know, the the accomplishments that we've had as African-Americans and some of our, not only just the heroes, but just everyday people that were persevering through those hard times for helping us to be able to vote and, and you know, marching civil rights movement and other things. So it is important to look back and to see where we've come from and to know that God has had us and sustained us through all of this time. So that, that is really a blessing. You know, Miss Miss Munson, what are you grateful for today? You know, speaking of how far we've come as a people, what are you grateful for? I am grateful for this life the Lord has given me to share with others. Amen. You know, I can't keep it to myself. <laughs> I, I, am, I am so grateful for that. And I am grateful for the family has I, he has given me mm -hmm. and that I was able to, you know, uh, raise my son. He's a Christian with his beautiful family. And I, I'm a part of that. 
And I feel mm -hmm. like, you know, because of, you know, what the Lord gave me, I was able to pass it on to him. Wow. So I'm very grateful for family relationship. And how many grandchildren? I have two grands. Okay. Uh, Canaan is eight and Genesis is six. Oh, wow. Wow. Beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. Now, you know, you've helped so many people, as we said, um, you know, helping people in the prison ministries and helping people in the medical field, helping people in your church, in the community, feeding people, um, just assisting people when they have to have transportation to go back and forth and getting their shots and different other types of things like that. What are you looking forward today, uh, would you say, in your life? Because you've lived a full life, you know, like I said, being in the medical field, being in the educational field for so many years. What are you looking forward to in life now at this stage? Oh, my, what a question. <laughs> <laughs> I, at, at this stage in my life, I'm, I'm looking forward to continuing on this journey for helping and serving people. You know, and uh, a wonderful family life with my family, mm -hmm. you know, and if I could and if there's something else the Lord wants me to do, I'm, I want to do that, too. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I, I totally enjoy, you know, serving. Yes, yes. And that's the thing I wanted to mention, because um, service is a one you know, everybody can't be famous, but everybody can be great because greatness comes through service. And that's the reason why we wanted to have you on today, because you are great because of the service that you've done for a number of years, not only in the Chicago land area, but now serving in the North Carolina area as well. Um, you're making a difference, serving, helping, um, being available. And that's the thing that's so beautiful, because there's a song that says, I'm available to you. And you have made yourself. Yes, you have made yourself available to the Lord's work. And it's so important and it's so key. And this is the reason why um, we want to honor you today because of the service that you bring to others. And when you come into the room, you know, hearts light up because they see your smile and they feel your energy in the room because you are there to help. You're there to serve and to do whatever you can to make a difference. And faith, like I said, is a very important part of your life. What is one of your favorite scriptures that just carries you through the tough times um, that we have in this world today? I would say in all thy ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Mm, mm. And that has taken you through. Yes. That has taken you through the years and, and the years and the fears and everything else that's been going on um, in our world today. Um, is there something you would like to share with our audience, um, Kay, as we come to a close about, um, you know, moving forward or encouraging our young people today? Because having this book and being a servant, having a servant's heart. I think speaking to people to help them to be encouraged, not to be afraid, even though COVID is still around, but not to be afraid to reach back, to smile, to lend a helping hand in whichever way that they can. Could you just speak to our listening audience and let them know how important service is to our brothers? Yes, I, I want to tell the audience that no matter what you do in life, it's always good and try to help someone else because the Lord didn't put us here by ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, we, he put us here to share, to be good to each other, you know, cause life is short and mm -hmm. there's going to come a time when you yourself may need someone and mm -hmm. doing that and doing that part of your life, you want to, you know, you want to reach out to as many people as you can and don't be afraid because God is with you to do mm -hmm. all these things. 
um, and try to be happy and 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 wow. and let people know that you are a good person mm. and you are a good person. I want I don't I even know those out there, but I know there's some good in everybody. Mm. So reach out and touch someone else's life. Wow. Share. And I want to thank you to, for being our special guest today. You've reached out and touched our life when you were here in Chicago. Now you're in North Carolina and you're still reaching out, touching lives, making a difference. And I just want to thank you for being our special guest today, reminding us that you can overcome obstacles in life, no matter what it is, whether it's health challenges or some other challenges, you can overcome those obstacles because of faith, of having a faith in God and let God lead you and be available to him to be able to guide you through whatever tests, whatever trials that you may have, and that you can accomplish things in life. You don't have to say, well, I had this obstacle and I'm held back. You are a living witness and a testimony to service and how it, it impacts lives of people in prison every day on the streets and parks, feeding people, helping clothe people, just being available to help Take someone to the doctor if they need that. And 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 a teacher as well, <laughs> being able to reach out to the youth. Um, you love singing and you're an author. And I want to remind everyone of the book, Prayer Answered in the Backyard, that's available in Amazon. Could you give the information again of where people can be able to purchase your book, Prayer Answered yes, in yes. the Backyard? Yeah. It can be um, purchased on Amazon.com, Bonds and Nobles. Mm -hmm. And also at the Adventist um, bookstore, uh, teachservices and teachservices.com. Okay, folks. And we want you to know that you are uniquely designed. You are strategically gifted. Use your gifts to impact the world the way that Kay Munson is doing around the country, in her community, in her state, in her church. She's making a difference. And this is what we want to do is to be able to help serve others. Thank you so much, Kay, for being our special guest Thank today. You. And we'll see you all next time. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Gifted with Sheila White. We hope you understand how your gifts can make an impact on the world. Gifted with Sheila White is produced by Road to Eternity, a film and television production company.